I do like the lightning move. Welcome, yeah. welcome to the. Uh, we we going. Yeah, we going. Welcome to the podcast. Richie and I are trying something a bit different for uh, the start of the podcast. And what we've done is we don't normally touch the lighting here in uh, Studio One at One Golden Square, where we do the show from. And normally it's kind of bright, hey, showbiz, local news type um, lighting that we've got. But we've uh, Richie's changed the lighting around and it's given it a kind of a yellowy uh, d- nighttime hue. I feel like I'm doing a late night call in show. It's exactly you know I mean? that. Is is if you were watching a movie and uh, there's a late night radio host, it's it's that kind of lighting. We've we've actually both sat down as well. Our voices, I feel, have changed because of it. It's almost like, uh, yeah, we're on a late-night radio show. It's a Stephen King novel that's been adapted into a movie. And maybe a fog's rolling in off a, uh, off a, a oh, local yeah. lake or something. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and, and I don't think we're playing any songs no, in this movie. It's just all talk. And, uh, we're, yeah, we're talking and maybe, the, like, doing relationship problems or something with people. At that and then we're not repeating any songs between 9am and 5 I'd love to pitch that to our boss. That'd be good, Because you know how we've got in trouble before because he listens to the podcast and hears hears all this. I think that'd be... I'd love for us to do maybe, like, 1am in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's let's do a one-off talk show. You and me, people calling in, no songs... And we're just going through relationships. Just talking about people's relationships. Yeah, I think that'd be great. I think that'd be absolutely. If you'd like to, if you'd like to hear that, at Paul Sylvester. <laughs> oh no, 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 just no! Just tweet no. him and say, look, let's have a talk. Let's have let's let's have home time. Bush and Richie, the talk show. <laughs> yes, no, do it. Let's do, do it, it. Do it. Absolutely, do it. Because he's on holiday this week. He'd yeah, love that. Yeah, get, get that in his inbox. Absolute Radio, the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Hello, if you're working from home, we appreciate you uh, having us on and everything today. Hope you've had a good day so far. We just need to ask you a quick question about your laptop or PC. Just stay where you are if you're in front of it at the moment. We were just thinking earlier on, we were having a cup of coffee, uh, that the kind of desktop wallpaper that you have, that picture, does say a lot about the kind of person that you are, because if you think about that picture that you put all you put on your screen and your icons go on top of it, um, you've chosen that out of all the pictures in the world. <laughs> there's, there's loads of different pictures out there, and you can get off the internet. Yeah. Many different types, but for some reason, you've gone for one particular picture. So have a little look at your desktop wallpaper. What is it? Tell us what it is. And maybe have a little look. Does it say anything about the kind of person that you are? Richie, what is yours? Somewhat predictably, mine is Arsenal's home, the Emirates Stadium. Is that the same background picture that you always have when we have Zoom meetings as well? Absolutely is. Looks like, <laughs> At least looks he's like, consistent. There I am, sat in the director's box, an empty stadium in the sunshine, all those red seats in front of me. That's exactly the same picture. It is a good photo. It's, yeah. it's kind of pitch side and everything. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very, very nice. For me, I've got a bit of modern art on my... Um, laptop. Have you? It's just, it's like a nice, bright, colourful picture. And I do look at it sometimes and think, really, I'm living a lie there because I'm not really that into modern art or I just moan when I go around the Tate Gallery. It should just be Goodison Park, shouldn't it? It should be Goodison Park or I'll make a suggestion that you should use uh, one of the backdrops that you always used to use in Zoom calls, which is um, uh, that that scene from The Shining. Oh, yeah. With the, <laughs> that would be very appropriate. That hotel hallway. Yes. I'm changing it. When I get back tonight, I'm changing it. So have a little look. I mean, these are great suggestions as it is. Tricky 
Mickey has tweeted to say, uh, just in case, Bush, you weren't to know, it's a Champions League game. I know Everton haven't been involved in one for a while, uh, and it's a picture of um, Spurs at a Champions League. Doesn't need to get like that. Doesn't, this is the very beginning of the show. Let's not do this. Let's just be honest about what picture you have on your desktop. Stephen Romford, U2's 360 stage taken from pitch side during the concert. Nice, good gig. I'm sure it was a brilliant gig. Jill is a bit of a train spotter. Uh, she's taken a photo of the 37884 and a 37800 at her local train spotting field. You don't, you don't know what those are, do you? I don't know what that is. It's is just a barcode, isn't a couple, it? A couple of class 37s. A couple of class It sounds like Star Trek. <laughs> Romulans. Uh, Anthony says, me and 500 other people when we took part in a photo shoot for Spencer Tunic in Peel Park in Salford and him and the other 500 people are all naked in the park. That's his screensaver. I was just peeking around to see if... No, He's right. actually circled himself. <laughs> yeah, okay. He circled himself. It's unbelievable. <laughs> What's your screensaver? Tell us all about it. Uh, we've got Nicole on the line. Nicole, what is your desktop wallpaper? Um, um, it's a uh, a picture from Urquhart er- Castle from oh, wow. uh, Loch Loch Ness. So it was back in February. We went went up and did the North Coast 500 route. So Wicked. And did yeah. you did you see <laughs> Nessie? Did you see the monster? Do you think? Um, well, uh, who knows? <laughs> there were some shadows and things, but no, we didn't, didn't as, see any. But uh, As but a yeah. person who believes in the Loch Ness Monster... You believe okay. in the Loch Ness Monster? I do, yeah. Gen- genuinely? <laughs> genuinely do. Really? Genuinely do, Like there's yeah. a dinosaur, like, mucking about and just popping his head out when people are having their photos taken. Look, this this show isn't a show that covers a lot of geology. Uh, I feel a tour coming on. Or indeed geography. Um, but the size of Loch Ness, you'll agree, won't you, Nicole? It is so it is vast. It is so mm-hmm. deep. Some of yeah. the crevices, anything oh, could be down there. This is where he's going. This is where he's going. Mm-hmm. So you think there's dinosaurs hiding down there? And if we... I mean, we should, we should do this at some point. Would you be up for going up there? I'd, I'd love to. Absolutely Do you think to. we should go up there, Nicole, and go and see if we can take a photo of it? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I've got a a feeling, Nicole, that that location you were at is is the sightings, it's the site of one of the famous pictures of Nessie that got captured. Really? Caught. Well, not that Nessie got caught, but the picture. You know in Mulder and Scully, which is the one that's thinking, come on, this is ridiculous? Uh, I think it might be Mulder. Yeah. I'm not, whichever one is like, I'm not sure about this. <laughs> um, just one final question, if we were to go and try and um, lure Nessie out, yeah. what, what would you put on the side of the bank to try and bring forth the, the dinosaur? Well, in the old cartoon, The Family Nest, I think McToot <laughs> blew on his bagpipes and then up they came, so it would be that. That's great. Nicole, thank you very much. Take care, yeah? <laughs> Chris Watts says, this is my bike, my motorbike, uh, top of the Lincolnshire Wolds overlooking the coast. That's as arty as I get. Fascinating. I do think earlier, when we spoke to Nicole, yeah. um, uh, about five minutes ago on the show, and she had this picture of Loch Ness and Urquhart Castle yes. uh, as her desktop, you dismissed my Loch Ness stuff as if I was some idiot. I was just concerned that you genuinely believe that there is uh, a, a a really old monster dinosaur out there as a practical joker popping his head out the water to r- crash photos and stuff. Loch Ness contains more water than all the lakes in England and Wales combined. So, but that doesn't mean that there's a dinosaur swimming around in there, you know, paddling about and doing that thing where you like pour water out of your mouth when you're on your back swimming on holiday. How deep do you think it is? Give it's- me metres. 100 feet, 100 metres, something like that. 230, more than double what you've just guessed. So do you it's think... It's massive. We need to go up there. 22 miles long. 
Well, look, when when this madness settles down, or even whilst this madness is going on, would you be up for going up there and have a little look? We, we, we stake it out overnight? If we saw Nessie, I'd happily socially distance from her anyway. <laughs> there you go. Ricky Bayman says mine is uh, Aludna in Crete. I've pronounced that so badly wrong. Have you ever heard of Aludna? Reminds me of happy times in my favourite place in the world. Uh, Peter says, here's my slice of heaven, and he's put in brackets, I sell desserts for a living. He's just got a giant slice of cake. Oh, you're kidding me. You don't need that on your, your, no your, your desktop. No way. I'd be hungry like nine to five. That's a nightmare. Unbelievable. Well, well done, Peter. Uh, right, we, we tried to get out of Phil earlier, and he dropped off. We've, uh, we've, we've just got him back on. Hello, Phil. Oh, yeah. How are you, fella? <laughs> it's all going on in the background of your place. It is. What's going on back there? <laughs> you, you don't really want to know. <laughs> is it World War Three? World War Three at tea time? Yeah, well, it's just a little wee wee accident. <laughs> We've all had them. <laughs> but we did. We did want to find out from you. What is your screensaver? Eighty-one millimeter mortar, firing a, a bomb in uh, Afghanistan. Oh, wow. Okay. Military hardware. We've heard of some very peaceful images. This is... Uh... It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. as Richie said, we've had people on with, like, glaciers and, and uh, you know, like, uh, lakes and stuff like that, and you've gone for a, an 81mm mortar firing in Afghanistan. Yeah. What's the story behind that? Well, I, I'm, I've trained as... A, well, I did an apprenticeship as a, in the MOD for years and years, and um, I, I'm a, uh, an armourer by trade, and uh, I quite like me, me weapon me hardware sort of. speak okay. for yourself I'm no I'm no weaponsmith where's um, this going Richie 81 millimetres <laughs> they don't sound very big I know millimetres are small aren't they you're having a pop at Phil <laughs> 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 two, it's two over two inches in diameter okay I feel that we need to wrap Wrap this phone call up for all of our best interests. <laughs> Phil, you go back to whatever the hell it was that was going on in your house when we called you and have a good night, all right? Thank you very much. Pleasure talking to you. Uh, where do you stand on toffee as uh, a little snack? Generally something that's more prevalent in the lead-up to uh, Christmas. I love them. So, now, tell me what toffee... Actually, let's get some proper music on that would sum this moment up. That's oh, better. that's fair enough. Uh, tell me what Toffee... Why do they call it? It was such an annoying name. So, Toffee, if you've not had it, um, it's, it's, it's half a ball, okay, okay. It's, as a shape. Uh, you've, got, you've got like a, a, a hazelnut in it. Okay. Uh, then that is um, in sort of like a toffee shell and it's got chocolate on top of it. Okay, sounds like... Um, I don't want to talk about tears, but like medium tier box of chocolates, like you would leave them on the first run through, but would have them on the second. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. So you get about sixteen toffee per box of toffee. They're a bit of a, a bit of a Christmas sort of snack, I would say. Okay. So they're in the shops at the moment, generally retailing around a pound. Around about a pound. Uh, so the other day, supermarket shop, I bought I bought a box. Oh, but was it um, in the queue? Was it one of them? It was one of those. You got one it. You, 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 you know me well. In the queue, saw them. I thought, hey, it's toffee season. Brilliant. We'll take one of them home. I got a message yesterday during the show saying, really sorry, I've just eaten that box of toffee. <gasps> the whole box, all 16, had gone in one sitting. Right? I hadn't even had the chance to open it. I could not believe it. This was all gone in the duration of me leaving for work and returning home from 
not work. So your other half, Natalie, was the original agreement that she might have a couple, you know, or, do you mind if I have some? Well, there was no tea? agreement. There was no, there was no agreement. She just gone rogue completely. I came home from the supermarket shop. Do you remember? I was boasting yesterday yeah, about cl- being on click, fire. Click and collect. It, done it all by ten to nine. Yeah. That's when I got home with said toffee fee. Oh God! Do you know that the, the more we've gone beyond your ten to nine early morning, absolutely on fire. Life's laughing at us. The, the show fell over yesterday. You've had all your chocolate robbed. Exactly. It, it's gone from bad to worse. It did make me wonder what is the most of one food that you've eaten in one sitting, like bo- bashed or boshed in really one go. Really clattered through <laughs> one unit of food in one go. We're talking outrageous gluttony. Uh, to the point where maybe you don't want it anymore. Like, I mean, for yeah. me, the one that, that persists to this day, and it's a real shame, I mean, I used to love mince pies, Christmas mince pies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, part of a thing I was doing at a radio station back in Bristol back in the day, I got invited to a mince pie eating competition against some professional speed eaters. Wonderful local radio. Uh, Wookie Hole Cakes, wonderful <laughs> local radio. I was terrible. But I, mean, I must have had like nine or ten or eleven uh, mince pies in this kind of limited wow. time frame but I can't look at them anymore now wow so that's ruined it for me that's probably the most I had in one go well that means I could be safe to pick up another box of toffee if that's <laughs> yeah. the case tell us what is the most of one food you have eaten in one sitting we want to hear these stories of gluttony Callie in Derby says not in one sitting but I did eat carbonara 13 times in a fortnight when I was on holiday <laughs> I think I could do that I like that I, li- I like people who know what they're like and they're not bothered to risk it you know, <laughs> yeah. trying a meal they're not that keen on love it definitely the case of uh, Stuart who is uh, messaged us saying two kilograms of chicken wings it took me almost a year to want to eat them again that's it that's the problem if you fly too close to the sun with these meals that you like you can get burned yeah. never never touch it again Demelza on Twitter says uh, when they brought trio biscuits back a year or two ago I got overexcited and ate the whole packet in a rampage and nostalgic haze <laughs> suffice to say I've not eaten a trio since You've got to be careful now do you know what I can understand how that has happened because if it's a snack that's come back after it's been away for a while yeah. you see it in the shops my brain would think whoa limited run better eat these want them to think they're popular again don't want them to go and you could do that but, but like when remember we talked about gold bars came back and yes. got they're definitely smaller they're tiny now yeah. so that I think leads you down the garden path towards thinking well I've had three may as well have the pack it's a good point this doesn't uh, get included though Chris says I once ate 11 packets of skips in a row absolutely love them that is a snack that in effect melts on your tongue it evaporates there's, there's no effort going on there whatsoever Chris not impressed it's home time with Bush and Richie some of the stuff that you guys are getting in touch with has uh, has, has blown my wife's toffee box all gone in like the space of one afternoon oh I blown it out of the water yes uh, <laughs> stop it <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just stay on target. Mark in let's do that. Let's Mark do in workshop says when I first <laughs> when I first tried Chris I can't look at you. <laughs> when I first tried Krispy Kreme donuts in Canada years ago, I ate an entire box of twelve original glazed donuts whilst watching. <laughs> Let's do a call. Let's go for a call. Um, Once upon a time in Mexico, it didn't put me off Krispy Kreme donuts. Uh, Let's do that. Let's speak to uh, Adam. What have you done, Adam? Uh, 40 Ferrero Rocher. (laughs) Oh, what a night that was. Tell us about the event when this happened. It was Christmas Eve a couple of years ago. I'd just done five nights on the uh, bakery. I just needed a little treat. 
Right. I hate to see you when you push the boat out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Forty Ferrero Rocher. I mean, your yeah. standard, your standard sort of like egg box sized Ferrero Rocher package. Yeah. That's probably about three of them, fella, isn't it? I, I bought the large box, the 42 pack. The 42 pack, so he left two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not an animal. It's not an animal. <laughs> and can you eat them anymore, or is that you done with Ferrero Rocher? Oh, yeah. No, every Christmas I buy, like, six or seven medium trays. So, yeah, I can... <laughs> Over a hundred every Christmas. He's like the he's like the groundhog. He's just an event. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. He, he is also Birmingham's ambassador. He is big time. <laughs> he does throw such lavish parties. Thank yeah. you, Adam. Yeah. Uh, Mark in Essex says, uh, ate a whole leg of lamb all to myself on a family holiday to Menorca a few <laughs> years ago. The kids were young then, and I looked on it as a challenge to impress them. <laughs> when I saw it on the menu, it was as dry as Gandhi's flip-flop, but I ploughed on and ate the lot. He's very chuffed with himself there. I love how chuffed he is. Love the fact he's actually having the time as well to review the quality <laughs> of the lamb. Uh, Tobias is returning to uh, Krispy Kremes again. Uh, we oh, yeah. <laughs> tried to talk about them a few minutes Bit ago. Bit of trouble earlier on with them. He said, I ate 72 no. original glaze Krispy Kreme donuts on a trip to Devon. I wasn't a very well man at Journey's End. Whoa. Tobias, I, I love them, all right? I absolutely love them. Even I would say, if you're eating 72 on one trip, the length <laughs> of the trip, if it's to Devon, <laughs> as long as it only started in John O'Groats, that's the only way it's acceptable. Please get back in touch and tell us the start point. Now... There's a fella called Matt who's got in touch with us uh, and we've we've got Matt back because we need to uh, take him to task over uh, what he's claiming. So what is it you've eaten, Matt? Uh, 40 Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a night that was. Tell us about the event was, when this happened. It was Christmas Eve a couple of years ago. I'd just done five nights on the uh, bakery and I just needed a little treat. Right. I hate to see you when you push the boat out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 40 Ferrero Rocher. I mean, your yeah. standard your standard sort of like egg box sized Ferrero Rocher package. Yeah. That's probably about three of them, fella, isn't it? I, I bought the large box, the 42 pack. The 42 pack, so he left two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not an animal. It's not an animal. <laughs> And can you eat them anymore, or is that you done with Ferrero Rocher? Oh, yeah. No, every Christmas I buy, like, six or seven medium trays. So, yeah, I can... Over a hundred every Christmas. He's like the, he's like the groundhog. He's just an event. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. He, he is also Birmingham's ambassador. He is, big time. <laughs> he does throw such lavish parties. Thank yeah. you, Adam. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. It's absolute, absolute radio. Fair to say that Matt, who we spoke to just a few minutes ago, yeah. with his 45-minute uh, chocolate orange claim, my word, that man's getting some clock. We could we could do another hour of the show just on how annoyed <laughs> yeah. people are about how long it takes Matt to eat a chocolate orange. Uh, Grace has texted, 45 minutes to eat a chocolate orange. I'd have eaten Terry by then, too. Uh, she, my brother's... Uh, he never gets in touch during the show. He's actually messaged my phone just saying, that guy's a joke. Five minutes, easy. I feel like we need to sort it out so we get him back on again and he can beat that personal best. Paul tweets, you can't leave it like that. That is a challenge if ever I've heard one. The, with, something needs to come of this, whether it's Matt, I don't know, somehow we get hold of him and he can have another go, or you can try and beat the 45. Dark chocolate is another 
throws a bit of a curveball in there as well because obviously it's a gacky mess. You have, you have not heard. You have not heard the last of the chocolate orange gluttony. But we will leave you with this particular message as we head into the final hour of the show. Alex says, "Lads, the wife was away. I ate twelve packs of hobnobs on Saturday, six on Sunday, and I cannot describe the pain my Harris was in on Monday morning. <laughs> By the way, I washed it down with a cider. No, not ever again." So do you ever find yourself doing something where you think, do you know what, this could be a sport that people watch on TV. It could even be an Olympic event. <laughs> uh, this morning we have this situation three or four times a week at the moment. I don't want to go on about it or moan like an old fella, but there are so many dog poos on the streets at the moment. Yeah. Is there more or is it just me? <laughs> they are everywhere. They're, ev- they're literally everywhere. So whenever I, I wheel Thea to the nursery, childminder or whatever, uh, in the buggy, we do this thing that I call the dog poo slalom, or slightly worse words, <laughs> and is this left and right? We make a bit of a game out of it because it's going weaving in and out of all of these poos on the way around. It's probably like a five minute journey, but you're like snaking in and out of stuff. Genuinely, that could be on Sky Sports too. <laughs> it could be. So, look, if there's something that you do, something a little bit mundane, run of the mill, daily life stuff, that you think actually this could be upgraded to some form of a sport that you would watch late night on TV on Sky, Sky Sports, let us know. Now, I think there's an opportunity here for Sky Sports F1, all right, which yes. is uh, obviously pre- predominantly F1, says it in the title. But they've got to be doing other motorsport in there. There's also a bit of a uh, gap between the races, isn't there? Exactly, it's yeah. Time to yeah. Film. Exactly. You've got two weeks before the next Grand Prix. What are you so do? why not have televised car parking? Oh, that'd be so I've good. I've often thought parallel <laughs> parking, you know, right? Some people are great at it, some not so good. Would I pay to watch people park on telly? I'd absolutely love that. Then there could be other little trials as well, like um uh live parking in empty uh, supermarket car park when you've got too much choice. Absolutely. Or nightmare. if it's obviously with uh, with Sky, you've got your commercials as well. So going into the commercial break, you could have the car pulling up to the space. Is he going to make it? Oh, or has good. he judged it wrong? Join us after the break. Then off you go. Come back, see if he's parked. I'm, I'm putting the kettle on already, just it's getting ready great, for it. It's a great idea. We're on to someone here. Please join us in this business venture. What run-of-the-mill mundane thing that you do in your day-to-day life could be on Sky Sports Tweet us now at Absolute Radio. Kelly says, hanging the washing out. This could definitely be done. Can I just say very quickly, my least favourite household task of all of them, putting clothes (laughs) on one of those clothes horses, I hate it. I'm awful at it. Uh, Rated on speed and number of paired socks, says Kelly. Uh, Penalties for dropping clean washing on a dirty floor. Uh, Also for breaking pegs. Uh, Bonus points got back for removing spiderwebs and avoiding treading in dog poop. Oh, that's interesting. She's worked out a whole system for it to be uh, yeah. a spectator sport. Tom says, uh, crossing the road to avoid talking to a neighbour or acquaintance or someone you don't like when you can't be bothered. <laughs> Imagine that on Sky Sports 2. Bradley says, teabag basketball. Furthest distance successfully lobbing a teabag into an empty mug when making a brew wins. Uh, and a cold season one from uh, Andy. Uh, tissue toss. Uh, accuracy of used tissues being chucked in the bin across the room. Extra points for a rebound off the fireplace. Sounds cool. Let's just work on the name a little bit. Chris says, the leaking or slightly splitting bin bag run can only be done across a wet patio in slippers or half-on trainers. Uh, Badger Growler suggests the morning dad wee, the longest wee wins. (laughs) Oh, that's just grim viewing, but it could be on some form of sports network. Uh, We came up with a great idea earlier for uh, the uh, F1 channel uh, in between Grand Prix. Here's another one from Mike, wonky trolley racing. Yes, that'd be good trying to steer it on on target whilst it's going off You could even use the actual racetracks. I'm really good as well at doing the thing where you swing a trolley round. If you ever do that when you're going down the aisle, mm-hmm. 
spin a trolley round and then catch it again. It does a full 360. I'm going to try it tomorrow in Tesco. Give it a go, they'll love it. And Dante <laughs> says cheese grating championships. Interesting, but mm. probably on two or three o'clock in the morning. Laced with danger. Depends how fast you go, doesn't it? That's a great hand movement. Thank you very much for that on a Wednesday night. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. It would be remiss of me not to thank you at this point in the show uh, for the early start that I had this morning. Uh, Speaking to uh, Dave on the Dave Murray Breakfast Show, uh, because of you nominating me uh, for the uh, Fake It Like a Polaroid picture feature they do on the show. See, you'd been off for a week and he, Dave, was off uh, for a week as well. So I'd kind of forgotten that I did nominate you like in the ASL Ice Bucket Challenge at the end of it. I do apologise. And I thought that they were going to forget because everyone had been off for a week. But no, but no. I was contacted this morning Amazing. Uh, to uh, be on. So, so if you haven't heard the feature with Dave, uh, what they do uh, is they will spin through the uh, random DJ generator of uh, all of us here at Absolute Radio. Someone comes out uh, and uh, the person, in this case me, mm-hmm. uh, has to replicate uh, a picture from that person's Instagram account. So you, when you did it a couple of weeks ago, yep. had to mimic Dave Berry in the bath. That's right, yeah, black and white photo of me looking moody in the bath, as he does on his Instagram feed. I've got to do Matt Dyson's dog. Well, that sounds... <laughs> Sounds weird, doesn't it? So what, <laughs> so, what kind of picture? It's, uh, it's a picture of a, uh, a little black and white dog. Uh, not sure what the breed is, but it's one of those little ones that you could like hold in your hand. It's got thing. an Instagram account. His dog has got its own Instagram. It's, it's like incredible. Famous yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. So um, I've got to do. Uh, I've got. I've got to become a dog. <laughs> so thank you so much. How has it got to this? How has this happened? I, I, I don't. How do you even start dressing up as a dog? I don't know whether I'm more angry with you or with Dyson. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a bit of both. Dyson shouldn't have that stuff on there. No. It was 50-50 you ended up having to dress as him in a cagoule by the side of the M5 when they broke down, so count <laughs> yeah. yourself lucky. So, uh, so yes, you'll see how I get on uh, and hear how I get on. on the. I've got until Friday morning's breakfast show to get it done. To, to be able to dress like a dog. Exactly. Any suggestions for the man, tweet the show at Absolute Radio. At the beginning of today's podcast, Bush and I were a little bit giddy and uh, we urged you to get in touch with our boss. Um, as the show has passed, uh, we've... <laughs> softened on that position. Softened on it. So hopefully you haven't fired off that tweet yet. Uh, he is on holiday. Um, Let him enjoy himself. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this another time. OK, guys, you ready for this? One, two, three, four. Bush and Richie's podcast Podcast. It is now over. 